Jim's request. When did I meet Don's parents? It was the spring of 1955. I was in my first year of nurses training at Lowell General Hospital School of Nursing in Massachusetts. I was president of my class and had been selected to represent our hospital at the National Nurses Association Convention in St. Louis, Missouri. I wrote to Don, who was still in the Army Security Agency in Korea. I told him how excited I was about flying for the first time. My flight was to O'Hare Airport in Chicago with a layover, and then on a short flight to St. Louis. I was traveling alone, but had all necessary information for the trip. When the plane landed in Chicago, as passengers ahead of me left the plane, I heard someone call Mary several times until I was halfway down the stairs. Then a loud Mary Smith. Huh. There was a short older man standing at the foot of the stairs. He introduced himself as Don's father, Louis Ernst, and then Don's mother, Laura Ernst. Don had notified his parents of my layover at O'Hare Airport, but they did not have a picture of me, just my name, Mary Smith, and appropriate age. They invited me for lunch at the airport. I cannot remember the meal, but I will never forget my first interview. Don's father was a short, kind, but direct man who wore a thick band of rubber bands on his left wrist. While seated at the lunch table in the airport, Don's father pulled out a pad of paper and, pe and pen. He checked off each question as I answered. What designs do you have on our son? Do you think he has money? How long have you known him? Oh, he continued with his direct questions. Don's mother did not say a word. She looked like she wanted to hide under the table. I kept my composure, answered each question, and thanked them for lunch and for meeting me. I must have passed. Don wrote to me from Korea, saying how much his parents enjoyed meeting me. When Don left Korea and went home to Chicago, he flew out to Boston in December 1955 to propose marriage. I then found out that he had purchased my rings in 1953 before leaving for Japan. He gave them to his mother, who kept them wrapped in tissue paper in her curler box. Now I understood why the strict interrogation. Rings for some Mary Smith person in Boston, Massachusetts, someone who they had never met. Well, we were married on June 23, 1956, 
in Winchester, Massachusetts. I was 21 years old and Don 22. In 1937, my father's company moved us from Chicago, Illinois to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I was two years old. I remember my mother in photos only since she was very ill. Mother died March 20th, 1944. I was nine years old. At that time, we lived in a suburb of Toronto. <clears throat> in that summer, my father sent Becky and me to Michigan for the summer. When he drove down to pick us up, he introduced us to our new mother. Fred Smith and Beatrice Angela Walsh had married. We did not know that. She was a Canadian also. So my father sold our house, and we purchased a 120-acre farm north of Toronto. Becky and I went to a two-room country school. And the following year, Diversity Corporation sent our dad to Australia. And it was the first flight to Australia since the end of the war in Europe. Flights were then ended, and he could not fly back. It took six months by ship for him to return to his job in Chicago. So meanwhile, stepmother B sold the farm. She enrolled Becky and me at Notre Dame Academy, which was a Catholic boarding school in Ontario, Canada. B then moved to Chicago to find a home and to wait for Dad to join her in Oak Park, Illinois. When Dad returned, they drove up to Ontario to get Becky and me. We moved from Oak Park to Elmhurst in Illinois when I started high school. Then mid-year, we moved again, this time to Massachusetts, where I completed my high school freshman year at Winchester High School. I was 14 years old that summer of 1949. My aunts and uncles in Ontario invited me to spend the summer on their farm in Ontario, Canada. I traveled by train from Massachusetts to Ontario by myself with no passport. I think at that time my father might have assumed that I had dual citizenship. I don't know. I don't think I ever asked him. But since I was born in Ontario, I had no problem crossing the border into Canada. At the end of the summer, my uncle took me to the train station. The United States would not allow me to enter. Oh, since I was born in Canada and had no papers, my uncle took me back to his home, and I remember crying. He called my dad. Fortunately, he was not traveling. But then he then had to drive from Massachusetts 
to Ontario, Canada. I was then allowed to enter the United States with my father, provided we both appeared at Immigration Authority in Boston within the week. So my father and I went every six months while lawyers, oh, they argued and argued, and they said they needed proof of my legal entry into the United States. They wanted to know the date, port of entry, and with whom. Well, had no proof. Since I was an infant in my mother's arms in 1935, she was an American citizen, so of course they allowed her into the United States. And I don't think in those days they wrote on a little piece of paper that there was a baby arriving. So anyway, since my mother was now deceased, there was no record. Finally, three years later, I became a naturalized citizen on February 19, 1952. My paper states that I became a United States citizen the day I was born, on April 20, 1935, due to my American mother. In 1952, I was 16 years old, and I was a senior in a very small high school in Westford, Massachusetts. Citizenship allowed me to enter Lowell General Hospital School of Nursing in the fall of 1952. I was 17 years old. Finally, I was a legal citizen of the United States. My naturalization papers cannot be copied, so I do keep them in my safe here in the closet. That is the end of my <laughs> path to citizenship, and it was um, very rewarding, and I am glad I am a citizen. Jim's request. How did Dad and I first meet? And what was our first date? In the spring of 1953, I was a first-year nursing student at Lowell General Hospital School of Nursing in Lowell, Massachusetts. I had broken up with my high school boyfriend and had not gone anywhere in the past seven months. So... One night, my classmate said, you need to come with us to the dance hall nearby, or we will tie you up and take you anyway. I agreed, but of course, once there, they took off and left me standing by a pole in this huge hall. This was the big band era. Great music, live band, and big crowds. The only person who asked me for a dance was a good-looking army guy. His name was Don Ernst, stationed at Fort Devens, Massachusetts. He was new to the base and homesick for his hometown in Chicago, Illinois. I had once lived in Illinois and was familiar with Chicago, so we danced all evening. I was very reserved, 
he asked me for my name, and I said, if you really must know, it's Mary Smith. I'm 18 years old and a nursing student. I lied about my age since I would not be 18 until April 20th. I figured that I would not see him again anyway. He had borrowed a car from one of his army buddies and offered to drive me home. I declined and had not told him where I went to school. Several weeks later, the phone rang in the nurse's dorm. It was Don Ernst looking for a Mary Smith. He had called every school of nursing within driving. He found a Marie Smith, but she was French. So for our first date, we had a hard time trying to work around my school and working on the wards and his restrictions at Fort Devens. He was in training in the Army Security Agency. Finally, Don invited me to spend a Saturday driving to the White Mountains in New Hampshire. He borrowed a car, but neither of us had money to spare. So we pulled our cash, stopped along the way, and bought a loaf of bread, a jar of sandwich spread, and a large bottle of juice. And that was our food for the day. We then bought gas for the car and drove as far as one half of our money would take us, leaving enough to get back to Lowell. We shared our life histories and dreams. He was 19 years old, and by then I was really 18. Don met my parents at my sister Becky's high school graduation. We had only a few actual dates since Don <clears throat> and some of his classmates were offered a transfer to Cook School out of state. He remained in the Army Security Agency, but left for Japan and Korea at Christmas time in 1953. We wrote letters for three years.